the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Courageous Christianity, a public nonprofit ministry equipping Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield. The intersection of our faith and the world is a battlefield strewn with debris of a fallen world that challenges even the hardiest souls. And yet, this intersection is the context of our faith. As courageous Christian warriors, we must navigate this difficult terrain in our personal walk and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling. As a colonel in the Marine Corps Reserves with numerous combat deployments, Richard Mentolo has walked dangerous ground in peacetime and in war. Join us as he and his guests shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for courageous Christianity. And here's your host, Richard Mendelo. Friends, welcome and thank you for joining us on Courageous Christianity. Today we have a very special guest on the show who's going to help us with a subject we have yet to discuss. And exciting is the fact that he is in the studio with us. And we're so grateful for all of our guests. And to this date, they've been by phone. And so to have uh, Pastor Brian in the studio with us is an absolute blessing. And it's uh, the perfect opportunity because we're going to talk about community and ministry. And this topic is critical to understand, and it's in fact the point of our faith. Uh, And Pastor Brian Runge, the Director of Ministry Relations for KKHT, is joining us to discuss it. So our conversation today is about ministry and uh, if you've participated in our book giveaway over the last few weeks, you can thank Brian for organizing that. He's been tireless in his support of our ministry, which is Courageous Christianity, and we seek through that ministry to equip Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield. Pastor Brian, welcome. Hey, it is great to be here, Richard, and I'm looking forward to what you and I are going to talk about. Thank you, and a live person right here with us, in addition to Christy and, Thank you, I and Mike. <laughs> Friends, I'm going to say something that might be off-putting to some of you, but let me back up for a moment first. I'm sure you will agree that the Marine Corps does not exist for Marines, but rather Marines exist to serve the mission of the Marine Corps. Fair enough? Well, here's the hard part. God's kingdom does not exist for Christians. Christians exist to serve in God's kingdom. Let me repeat that. We exist to serve God and to glorify him by our faith. And so our faith must find expression in our actions. 
and our actions must contribute to the kingdom or we are missing out on our purpose, on the joy of fulfilling that purpose, and on the very necessary opportunity that we have to make a difference for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In short, it's not about any individual, but rather how that individual in loving submission to Jesus can bring their unique talent to bear on God's kingdom. So let me define this word ministry. Ministry is any activity carried out by Christians to express or spread their faith. It is the activity done by members of the church to serve the church. And we know that the church is not a building, but the community of believers who love Jesus. Matthew chapter 18, verse 20 says, For where two or more are gathered in my name, there am I with them. And we're going to talk about that today. As always, I'm joined by and so grateful for Christy Stratton, my fantastic wingman, sitting over there across the studio. And I have to tell you, she has the most genuine servant's heart, and she does amazing work for our ministry, and I am deeply thankful. Well, I love the opportunity, and I'm glad to be sitting over here. It's not because of COVID that I'm sitting far away. Right. It is about six feet, though. Yeah, it is. But it's because... Brian's sitting between us, and I am so excited that he's here in the studio with us. Brilliant. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it, too. Thank you so much. Before we begin, I must remind you that as a colonel still serving in the Marine Corps Reserves, I have to preface my comments by saying that these are my personal views, and they do not necessarily represent the Department of Defense or the Department of the Navy. Pastor Brian, would you please pray for us? I will pray gladly. Heavenly Father, I just thank you today for the opportunity to be with uh, Richard and Christy and our listeners, and we just thank you for the church. Uh, the church is your body in this world. Uh, it's, we're to be on a mission, uh, a part of the church of Jesus Christ, uh, with all the warts of the institutional church, and yet your scriptures tell us how glorious it is. And so I just pray that you would bless our discussion today. And help us uh, through this discussion to draw closer to you and in community to the people in your church. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you so much. So as the director of ministry, in your mind, in your heart, what is ministry? Ministry to me is sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, you know, you were talking about where two or three are gathered. Well, we have four people in this studio today. So to think about that, you know, to be a part of the body of Christ in the church does not require a stadium. Uh, But ministry is, uh, and and a verse, I I put some verses together. One that really hit me was 1 Peter 2, verse 9. And just think about this, where it says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Mm. That is so amazing. And we declare those praises first with our actions, second with our unity, and third with our voice. Right. Um, I was getting on an airplane not too long ago, and I forget where we were getting ready to fly, and the cabin cleaners were there. And I always try to say hi to everybody. And I said hi to this lady who was coming off the airplane with her vacuum. And we did the fist bump because that's Mm -hmm. kind of the thing we do now with COVID. And she said, let us touch and agree. 
And I knew she was a believer just based on our little fist bump. And mm. I carried that touch, that connection for the rest of the flight and the rest of the day, just that little intersection with a, a, another human being and another believer. And I was empowered by that the whole day. Mm. Mm. Uh, that felt so fantastic. So in your efforts here in ministry, I don't know if people fully grasp that we have to be right in our personal relationship and submitted And that's what sets the foundation for unity. Mm -hmm. In the absence of that submission, we aren't on the same rule book. We're not on the same page. We're trying to play Monopoly, and we each have our own scheme of things. Right, right. Where are you on that? I guess what I I would say is, I'm going to ask a question to you and Christy, if you want to answer as well. I want to think about our culture because this is actually, in my opinion, different than what I just read in 1 Peter 2, verse 9. If you ask people today, what is the church and what do you think about the church? What do you think people are going to say, just just offhand? I think that might be a good entry point into this discussion. I think many will say, I don't go to church or I don't have a church. Yeah, I think maybe... Um... Some say, you know, Easter and Christmas, I go then. <laughs> or, or I watch church on TV I watch on church Sunday. on TV, yeah. Yeah, um, kind of a disconnected expression, uh, a yearning almost. Or on the flip side, oh, I would never do that, those people, thought, thought, thought. Yeah, uh, that scripture, my name is blasphemed among pagans because of you, comes to mind where we think about people who call themselves Christians who don't act it out and they poison the community and cause other people not to want to know the love of God for the failings of religion. Yeah, the hypocrisy. And people in religion. When I was, literally, as I was reading 1 Peter 2 verse 9, I'm thinking, what a great passage. And then I'm kind of thinking, but think about our culture. Uh, including Christians today, a lot of people today, they have a negative impression of the church. Right. Yeah, they think of it, Christians as judgmental. They don't share this biblical glory, uh, nor do they even know it. And a lot of people today are in churches that are declining institutionally, so they're struggling to keep their building together. Church is not a building, by the way. Right. right. Um, but so I think... We really don't have a good view of the church that the scriptures want us to have. That's my thought. I don't know if that's where you wanted me to go with that. No, I think that's totally true. So to sum up, first and foremost, in our personal relationship with Jesus, Mm -hmm. with God, the Father, the loving Father, the Holy Spirit, who comes into us to guide us throughout the day, We have to receive that, submit to that, and be in close contact with that because all the good that we can do is contingent on that right heart that we then bring to uh, our intersection with the world. We talk a lot on the show about uh, the intersection of our faith in the secular world and its critical ground and it's this battleground. But if we're not right as an individual, then none of that's going to be right. And you make, a, you make a second point where the very second you try and 
live to a higher standard. Mm-hmm. People around you who aren't living to that standard impute judgment. And this is something very important to understand. That says more about them than it does you. Yeah. If you bring love and you're just trying to live according to a higher standard, then that doesn't say you're judging anybody. So I'll give you an example. I try not to swear. Uh, scripture says you can't get fresh water and salt water from the same well. So if I want to speak to Jesus, I have to not swear. Otherwise, my words are atrocious. Right. And so if I'm around somebody and they're swearing and I say, uh, you know, I don't swear, then immediately they impute judgment. And what I have to say about that is you be you and be judged for being you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be me and I know I'll be judged for being me. And I'm not your judge, but we will be judged, and I'm going to try and uh, hold that high standard for me and the good that I can do. Mm. That's so, good. some very important points. The church is not a building. It's not a place you go. It's the community of believers who are submitted to Christ, and in that submission, hold themselves to a higher standard. And all the good that we can do is contingent on that. And we're going to talk more about that in the second segment as we come back with Pastor Brian Runge. I was dying to be free. Hello, everyone. This is Christy Stratton. As you may know, I'm host Richard Mendelow's wingman. You might wonder what a wingman is. Here on Courageous Christianity, it means I'm here to support the host of the show in our efforts to accomplish our mission. That mission is to equip Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield. And we need your help to do that. Your tax-deductible support is what keeps us on the air and sustains our ongoing efforts. Courageous Christianity is a public nonprofit ministry. If you'd like to support our mission in this ministry, you can do so by texting any amount to 281-800-4940. That's 281-800-4940. 8004940 and for a donation of $25 or more we will send you a signed copy of Richard's book Right Makes Might 40 Days to Courageous Christianity. You will absolutely love this devotional and it will help you to become more equipped in your walk as a courageous Christian. If texting isn't a fit for you, you can also donate by going to courageouschristianity.today. So, text to donate to 281-800-4940 or go to courageouschristianity.today. Friends, thank you. We are so very grateful for your listenership and for your support. Friends, welcome back. We are talking about ministry and our service to God's kingdom with Pastor Brian Runge of KKHT, and he's the director of ministries here. And in the last segment, we talked about the opportunity that we have collectively And how that opportunity rests on our individual relationship with Jesus so that it has the right heart. Uh, We've seen a lot of people who've had contact with Christians be poisoned by religiosity. And I thought this scripture was particularly relevant. Acts chapter 8 verse 21. When Simon the sorcerer tried to buy uh, the ability to give the Holy Spirit, Peter said to him, You have no share or part in this ministry because your heart is not right before God. First and foremost, as individuals, we have to submit and have the right heart. And that way we don't see things from a a religious perspective. We see them from a 
uh, a heart's perspective. Uh, and by the way, Proverbs chapter 21, verse 2 said, Every way of man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord ponders the hearts. So the question I have for Christy and Brian is that right heart. How do we nurture that right heart? Well, I'll tell you how I I do that, and that is I think we do it through confession and forgiveness of sins. First of all, that means that I sit down and say, hey, um, like the sorcerer here, um, you do not have a right heart before God. And, you know, we're all sinners. Uh, We all have to start that way. For me, I start every day with Scripture, a worship song. Actually, when I come to my desk here, I do that. Or if I'm working remotely, I do that at home. And then sit down and say, God, what have I done wrong? But then I also don't stop there and say, well, I've just beat myself up with sin. I listen to words of forgiveness that Jesus gives to us and say, hey, I'm cleansed by him. So now go out and do the right thing. Mm. Go and do good things. Well, it comes to mind is the word repent. That's and, what I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, you say confession and forgiveness. And one of the first words of Jesus' ministry is repent for the kingdom of heaven comes near. Mm-hmm. And in the absence of the accountability to the Bible, the rule book, the common language for all of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pastor Jeff Neal said a couple of weeks ago, beautifully, I thought, that the Bible is first a mirror and second a window. Mm-hmm. That's good. And so we look into that mirror. And, you know, folks, this is what I would have to say. Don't be afraid of what you see, but rather be honest. And that way, the sooner you can admit that you're wrong, the sooner you can get right. I have no idea why people hang on to the need to be right, despite the fact that it's wrong. Is that too confusing? (laughs) Well, I, I mean, I get it because we're surrounded by fear and our brains think fear. But what they don't understand is that it's actually the 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 truest freedom is in that repentance. Absolutely. So uh, I had an angry thought. Heavenly Father, shield me from evil influence. Shield me from angry thoughts. Whoever you had the angry thought about, maybe you would say, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. As Jesus said on the cross, as Peter, uh, sorry, Stephen basically said as he was being stoned to death. Mm-hmm. And so... Look, there but for the grace of God go I. It is only that we know Jesus because we were called to know him by God that we are absolved of our own sins. Yeah. And and I think part of our problem in looking at our sin is sometimes I'm looking at you, you're looking at me, or we're looking around at people. We are not looking at God who is sinless and realizing we are in deep trouble. (laughs) I mean, really seriously bad place. And uh, we're kind of comparing to other people around us, going, well, I'm not quite that bad. But once you have seen God's vision of sinlessness, it's articulated in the scriptures in multiple places, you realize, I got a really serious problem. And only God and his son, Jesus, are going to help me out of this. Right. Right. I mean, Otherwise, if- we're looking at the log in the eye and the other person, and we're actually shielding ourselves from getting to that truth and we're stopping us from getting to that freedom yeah don't worry about the splinter in your neighbor's eye remove the log from your own eye um and then jesus you're right about that he took it several steps further when he said it's not about murder it's about thinking about murder 
mm-hmm. if that's even in your heart. And so we're back to this place where we say, we bring this heart. We've got to bring this right heart. And I got to tell you a story about my son. He he's, uh, was hilarious as a little kid. He always, he loved... Uh, like the big yellow machinery on the side of the freeway, what do you call that? Like uh, the John Deere bulldozers and all yeah. of that stuff. And we'd be driving somewhere, and he'd be in his little car seat sitting back there, um, all two feet of him, um, <laughs> but with a mouth on him because he learned to speak early. And he would look out uh, at the road as we drove past some kind of bulldozer, and he would say, Dad, Dad, what's that one? And I would have to read the number on the side of it, and I would say, that's a Komatsu 9000D. And he would say, write that down. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm driving along, and I can pull out my notepad and write down Komatsu 9000D. What are you about to tell the listeners? Write that down? (laughs) I'm about to tell the listeners. Folks, write this down. You're loved by the creator of the universe. You're restored to him by his son. In your honest heart's repentance, as you bring the difficulties of humanity to the foot of the cross, and and you seek repentance by that heart, it opens up this world of good that you can do in community and fellowship and uh, that great word synergy, which Mm -hmm. is just so empowering where we know that one plus one isn't actually two. It's actually Mm. four or five. Yeah, because in synergy with others, uh, we have uh, that opportunity, and that's the whole point of ministry. Uh, a, a unit is greater than the sum of its parts. That's what I'm trying to say, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it, it's that way with any team. Yeah, it I might be trite, but there's unity and community. You've said that before, and I would think now, though, after COVID, there's not a people are a little bit wary with that and it's like we need to get back into that that community while online church is great we need other believers around us we do for several reasons not the least of which is accountability so if the first move we've got to make is true repentance then we need the accountability of others yeah to hold us to that uh truth and we're gonna have to get over the fear of being together with people Right. Because I think that's a real thing. Um, I was looking at your Acts eight two eight twenty one uh, comment here, and then I wanted to segue, if you don't mind, into what Jesus says to his people. Once his people have hearts that are right with God, now think about this in community. Jesus is saying in John twenty twenty one through twenty three, "Peace be with you, as the Father has sent me, I'm sending you." And with that, he breathes on them, says, "Receive the Holy Spirit." Can't buy it. We know that by now. But if you forgive the sin, anyone their sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now, that is mm. powerful. Once you are right with God, and then Jesus forgives this m- group of messed up people and says, look, I'm giving you the keys to the car. I'm bigger than the car. I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom. And that is powerful Yeah, to realize that. And now you, that is repentance in action as we repent we're supposed to go share that with other people who then repent and receive forgiveness from their father. Very powerful. Wow. You know, what came to mind is our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Mm -hmm. Thy kingdom Kingdom come, come. thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as As we we forgive forgive those who trespass against us. So God's kingdom will come to pass 
his will will see uh, a, a realization. Mm-hmm. And the key to that is he's provided us everything we need and does so on a daily basis, whether it's our gifts or people in our path to lift us up or to give us the opportunity to practice. Mm-hmm. So guess what? If you need some work on forgiveness, I'm going to put somebody in your path who's not oh, yeah, he is. easy <laughs> to deal with. Yeah. And yeah. so the power of that forgiveness, you make such an important point to help tie us together. And we can take a small segue here because I've said before, whatever the devil Uh, Whatever God is focused on, the devil attacks. So if you look at what's important in the world, Mm -hmm. number one, it's individuality, Mm -hmm. entitlement, narcissism. Why? Because God cares about community. Number two, God cares about unity in the truth, because only in that way can community fully be uh, realized. And so the world says, take offense and offer no forgiveness. Right. And so what do we do? We live in this world that is offended at the drop of a hat and offers no forgiveness. Well, I got a newsflash. If you're not so easily offended, if you just accept the fact that we're all flawed, then you don't have to worry so much about forgiving because you never even got to that place. Right. Right. And that's what enables this amazing opportunity Uh, for God's kingdom, which is the point. And that is his will expressed in each of us. And Mm -hmm. it's by his son that we have that opportunity. So write that down. I was about to say that. (laughs) 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 You you got me. (laughs) Why is it so hard? I, I think it's hard because of what we talked about to begin with. We're living in a world of broken people and we don't look at what God is giving to us. We look to our resources. We look to ourselves. Yeah, and and look at it this way. You know, you hear this huge cry for racial justice in our culture today, but without God, there is no help. Mm. You know, I keep looking at the culture as we walk away from God. What do we do? We get even. I mean, we we fight. We do stupid stuff. Yeah, two wrongs. Are, we're trying to make two wrongs make a right, and guess what? They don't. Right. And, and the, they're not going to the right thing. God. And when asked about this, all of these questions, Jesus summed them up like this. Love God, love your neighbor. Yeah. Doesn't say love your neighbor if he's an American. It doesn't say love your neighbor if he's this color or that color. It says love right. your neighbor. Man or woman. Not because he's a color, man or woman. Love your neighbor not because he's a color or a gender right. or an ethnicity or a nationality. Love. Just love your neighbor love and your love neighbor. your neighbor in the heart's knowledge of the truth, which is, I am flawed, but for the grace of God. And there is good that needs to be done, and I can do it if I'm honest, accountable, submitted, and desirous. And we're going to talk about that as we go into the next segment here with Pastor Brian Rungi. Such an amazing opportunity. They fought for our freedom and made sacrifices most of us can't imagine. And now, our veterans need your help. Hi friends, I'm Christy Stratton, Richard Mindelow's wingman here on Courageous Christianity. You've possibly heard us talking about Freedom Alliance on the show. It's an organization near and dear to our hearts. Freedom Alliance is healing the wounds of war, including the devastating emotional injuries that cause veterans to reject God's love. 
Freedom Alliance is saving lives in military marriages. They rehabilitate wounded heroes, donate customized wheelchairs to amputees, and provide college scholarships to the sons and daughters of military heroes. I hope you'll join us in supporting our combat veterans by donating to Freedom Alliance today. I urge you to visit freedomalliance.org to learn more about their mission. We at Courageous Christianity know the team at Freedom Alliance, and we've seen them do the Lord's work. They are committed to helping ordinary Americans who've done extraordinary things. Please go to freedomalliance.org to make a contribution that will change a hero's life. Friends, for almost 18 months, Christy Stratton has been my wingman on Courageous Christianity. To our message of courageous faith, she adds her invaluable perspective as a transformational coach. She's the walking embodiment of courage and compassion, and she brings us to bear on those going through divorce in her own show, The Divorce Coaching Hour, which airs Saturdays from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 KKHT The Word. For those who are struggling in their marriages, she brings hope with guests who speak to the myriad counseling options available. For those who are going through divorce, she offers invaluable technical and behavioral assistance. And for those who are coming out of divorce, she delivers a unique perspective on the opportunity for growth and change. If you are, or a friend or family member is, struggling in a marriage, contemplating or going through divorce, you need a wingman. You will want to tune in each Saturday to hear from Christy and her guests. One thing is for sure, as I have learned over the last 72 shows on Courageous Christianity, you can count on Christy for truth, for a faith-based perspective, for compassion, and for insightful guidance. Tune in each Saturday. She'll be there for you as well. Don't miss the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton every Saturday at 1 p.m. on 100.7 FM, KKHT, The Word. What a friend we have in Jesus. Folks, you know what that song does to me. It makes me just want to sit here and listen and do nothing else. But it is the point of the show today. What a friend we have in Jesus and what an opportunity to be a friend we have in each other. And we had a great discussion during the break. And I wish we actually could have had that discussion (laughs) with you. But... (laughs) Mike, the producer, asked a question, and he said, how will people know, what will they see when they look at you, and so forth. And Christy brought up that we have talked a lot on the show about people aren't ready to hear the answer until they ask the question. So what underlies those conversations is what causes people to ask the question. And so if you are asking the question, how do I get involved in ministry, then God bless you. You're ready to hear the answer. And the answer we talked about was first being the right you and second being different from the world. So what will cause people to ask the question is when they look at you and they see something different and yet from high school onward, we're told to be the same. Yeah. And scripture says, do not be conformed to the world. And the reason why is because if you're conformed to the world, then when people look at you, they'll see nothing different and nothing will cause them to say, huh, huh. <laughs> What's this person have that I don't have? And I want to tell you a quick story about ministry before I ask Brian another question. I flew a trip. uh, I was flying international, and I flew a trip to Tokyo 
with this amazing guy. And uh, he has a ministry where on layovers, he takes a little fanny pack. And yes, a colonel in the Marines just said the word fanny, but I was speaking about a fanny pack. So I'm not just saying you're fanny or something like that. But he has a fanny pack. And in this fanny pack, he has socks and foot care because he was once on a layover and he saw homeless people and he realized that foot care is a huge issue for them. So on these 24-hour or 30-hour international layovers, because you fly so long, you've got to have extra rest, he gets his fanny pack, and he goes and walks around town, and he ministers to homeless people's feet. Mm. So Mm. he's in New York City, and he's doing this, and he comes to this guy, and uh, he says to the guy, can I help you? And the guy starts to attack him. Oh. And he says that he was a professional boxer at one point, and he comes at uh, this guy who's doing the ministry like he's going to punch him. And the guy says, in Jesus' name, I'm just trying to give you socks. And the guy stops dead in his tracks. Long story short, they end up getting on a bus together and going to a nearby store to buy this guy socks and shoes. And then the hilarious part is, This friend of mine who was doing the ministry didn't have bus fare because he didn't have cash on him, and the homeless man paid their bus fare. (laughs) (laughs) But the point of that story is just get in the fight with the right heart. That brought around the unity. And and look at that. And all that happened was the mention of the name Jesus Christ, which told this man that there was something different. And that was where the unity, two or more, gathered in his name. So... For somebody listening to the show, how do we, uh, we've talked about getting right. How do we get involved in ministry? I, I think the first thing we have to do is realize that we are the people to get involved. I am. And I've got a little quotation I'm going to give you. This is kind of Lutheranism 101, uh, <laughs> but it's basically how to be a royal priest. Now, that sounds very high and polluting, but here's what in Martin Luther's day, what they said. By faith in Christ, all Christians are royal priests before God. Because of this fact, they are the real owners and possessors of the keys of the kingdom. Now, here's what that means. You're supposed to live that out with your family, with your neighbors, and get involved in their lives. And I like this little description. It's just a couple sentences. They should witness for Christ, speak to them about his word, Now, think about this is a real tough one. Reprove sin and error, admonish, comfort, pray, and intercede for others. Get involved with their lives. And if you just think about for a moment, if we're to be a little Jesus, that means we go out of our way. And I'd say, even as I'm thinking about that, I have to admit, a lot of times I'm not a very good neighbor. In fact, I don't know what your neighborhood is like. Our neighbors don't even know each other half the time. So I think the first thing is maybe I should know their name. Uh, Then if they have some need, Jesus looks to me and says, Brian, what are you doing about their need? And I often run away from that. But I think that's what it means to be a Christian. Yeah, whenever I pray for somebody, the, the thing that's in the back of my head is God says, wait a second, or actually what I would say in the Marine Corps is, hold on, Turbo, what are you doing? Right, right. Before you ask me, up here in heaven, with seven billion people to look out for, right? what are you doing? Right. 
And so you're exactly right. It, uh, here's, is this an irony? That need is what gives us the opportunity to connect. Yeah. yeah. And we sometimes resent the need, but it's the opportunity to connect. Right. And people are messy and we're messy. And yet it's our opportunity to connect. Yeah. I'll give you just an illustration from last night. Sometimes God wants you to make good on this stuff. Uh, I just happened to have a friend at church who's struggling, having surgery. So I said, hey, my wife and I are praying tonight. Uh, can we pray for you? She said, of course. So I said, send me a list. The list was way longer than I anticipated. <laughs> so I printed it off for my wife, and we sat down and prayed and prayed. And it was like, whoa, just one request gives me seven people to pray for in one family. And they were big deals. These weren't, you know, these were like liver problems. And it's like, that's what we're supposed to do. I don't know what I have to do next, but it's not to just do nothing. And it's follow it up with action. Because remember, Scripture Correct. says, if somebody says to you, I'm cold, don't say, uh, I, pl- I pray for you, blessings on you. It says, get them a coat. Right. 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 And so what I've been doing a lot is, you know, as much as I travel, I come across a lot of people in a day. Mm-hmm. And when I pray at night, I pray for all of those people. And so I try to know their names. And if it's the lady at the airport where I got the barbecue, even if it gave me indigestion, mm-hmm. I still made note of the fact that her name was Nancy right. and... I'm praying for Nancy, and I'm picturing her face, and I'm coming at it with love and a genuine heart for right. God's little children who are out there trying to do good things. Because you know what? The world would have us believe elsewise, but there's a lot of good, and there are a lot of people getting up early on a daily basis to do jobs of all sorts, mm-hmm. and just they do so with, with a lot of love and commitment. Well, speaking of jobs of all sorts, I can imagine that there's ministries of all sorts. And so, Brian, how would someone, after you know, getting right, um, maybe getting involved in a church, or how would they even discern, where's the right ministry, ministry for me to go get into action after meeting their neighbors? That's Christy <laughs> getting us back on track. Yeah, thanks, Christy. Thank you. You know, uh, sometimes it's as close as the next easiest thing to do. We have a broadcaster here at KKHT who did 14 years in prison. I think about this. He has said to a lot of people he knows who are getting out, they don't want to, they have all these judgmental concerns about Christians. I don't want to get involved with Christians. And he just says this, you know, the next church you find is good or bad as it may be, is going to be better than where you are right now. (laughs) So, So I just thought... Good point. He said, I assure you that if you go to any church and park yourself, it may not be what you wanted, but it's better than where you were. So sometimes just get started, and it brings me to kind of one thing that I'm I'm sensing in here is that some people may not act because of fear, because of not knowing. And if you study procrastination and personal and professional development like mm-hmm. I do, just taking action of some sort helps with that. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I would say one other thing, and please have your pencil and your pad ready because this is going to be another write that down. <laughs> write that down. <laughs> is one thing we have trouble with is we make it about ourselves. Mm, powerful. 
it it, it would right. be like a Marine making the Marine Corps about themselves and saying, I don't like the uniform. I don't I don't want to join the Marine Corps. By the way, the Marines do have the best uniforms. But <laughs> that's not the point. And I've met a ton of Marines who'll say this. I was a Marine, but I got out because of blah, 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 blah. And then right. uh, I said this to a guy recently. Christy and I were somewhere, and I said to a guy recently, don't say that. Everybody says that. You know you wish you were back in the Marine Corps. And this guy looks at me, and he says, you're right. <laughs> My point is this. It's not about you. Right. It's right. not about me. It's about the good that we can do. And the idea that I go to this church, and I don't like what the pastor says, or I don't like... Uh, this, well, okay, maybe you'll find a different church next weekend. Don't become a church hopper because then it's never about the good that you right, can do. Right. It's ju- you're making it about yourself. I'm making it about me. And it's not about me. It's about what I can add. And, and if we do that with the right heart, I fully believe God will plant us. And then there's this Marine Corps expression that I love, which says, bloom where you're planted. Right. Love mm-hmm. that. And, and so don't look for the exact right pot. Just wherever you are, just bloom where you're planted. Right. Be the, be the, be the, uh, easy for me to say. Well, and all to glorify God. Exactly. Bringing us back it's to not the very about beginning. Me it's not about us. You. Right. It's about glorifying God. Right. And it's not about going to, Write the, that down. to the next best show. It's not about going to the next best show and putting your money in there. It's about you being something. Well, yeah, what uh, Pastor Brian's alluding to is the idea that the church has put on such a spectacle on Sundays in order to draw in people as the church has become more of a building than it has a community. Mm-hmm. Then at the same time, as the church puts on a bigger spectacle every Sunday, Christians are turned into bigger spectators every Sunday. And ours is an action religion. Christianity is the only religion with an offensive mission. Go and make disciples of all nations. And so as we move into uh, segment four, we're going to talk about that with Pastor Brian Runge. Please stay with us. Friends, it's Richard, the host of Courageous Christianity. In addition to donations, sponsorships also help to keep us on the air and sustain our ongoing efforts. We'd love for you to join us in this mission. If you own a Christian business or an entrepreneur, or it's on your heart to support our efforts, Sponsorship opportunities are available. You'll have the chance to have your message heard during each show and much more. If you want to join us in our mission to equip Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield and support us with your sponsorship, contact us at 281-656-1833 or email us at CourageousChristianity at gmail.com. Contact us today to apply as there are some requirements. So give us a call at 281-656-1833 or email us at CourageousChristianity at gmail.com. We're grateful for your listenership and for your support. I counted the streetlights as we headed up to the chapel to pay our last respects. Someday Friends, welcome back. Uh, you're listening to Courageous Christianity with Richard Mandelow, and that's me. And we're talking to Brian Rungi, and that's you. It is. And Christy's over there. And, and so that's me. Now we've got it all straight. It's like Professor Plum in the corner Man, with a wrench. The day is, is good now. We've talked about ministry being uh, the right you, the power of ministry, getting involved. And again, how do we get involved? I'm sitting there and I'm going to go on my computer or make a phone call. How do I get involved? Well, the... 
since we're at, at KKHT, you could go to KKHT.com. Um, if you're struggling, we have a church directory. We have ministries that are national ministries, local ministries. Um, so basically, check out KKHT.com and see where you can be involved. And also look around you. I mean, you may have a church not too far from you that might fit. We, you know, we talked about not being spectators. Um, rarely do you go a place and find the first thing that happens is exactly what you want to do. But I think you said something, Richard. It's not about you. It's about me, all of us, starting to say it's about others. And that means I'm going to have to do some work. I think one of the sad things, Christian, a lot of us today, we take in Christian teaching on the radio or on a podcast or through the television, but we don't put legs to get involved with the things we're seeing or hearing. We need to act. You pointed that out. Christianity is an action religion. We have to do something, even if it's small. I think even the the small things are that can be the most powerful. I recall a time, just a little story about me, but when I was seeking a church back in 2015, um, kept listening to a podcast, and they're like, "You," um, and I'm going to say it, you know, Pastor Rick Warren, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> the Daily Hope. Uh-huh. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. I never talk about him at all. Um, uh, but I do. Uh, he's, you've got to be in a Bible-based church. You've got to be belong, you know, with a community. And so I kept looking and I kept looking and I saw um, a billboard and I said, I'm going to go check that church out. Mm-hmm. And I got in that church and within a bit of time they merged with another one and I got into a Bible study and I kept developing friendships and community there. And then I said, now it's time for me to serve. And so my my nature is kind of the greeting thing right um and and so i got involved in the greeting team and long you know a couple of years later i was head of the greeting team mm-hmm. um because that's my nature too <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but also i've thought in the past if i got involved in also taking the the tithes and so forth that mm-hmm. that would actually focus my mind on more so like being the Christian to tithe and putting finances import, you know, that are important. So I thought about maybe some of my gifts, but also then how could I maybe serve through the church, supporting the church, greeting people when people are coming, offering them a smile and a hug and showing mm-hmm. them where the restrooms are and here's the coffee and here's the, this is, and being there as a, um, you know, a friend. And I think that helped the church, they were always looking for people. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It helped me. And it, I believe it glorified God. And so yeah. I started there. Yeah. No, it, you're talking about that stuff that God led you to do. Well, I work at this radio station. Our church is a small little Lutheran church, you know, Beltway 8 and I-10. And during COVID, we had an older generation that needed to have streaming. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of looking around going... Who's going to do it? Well, guess <laughs> And all who, the fingers were pointed at you. <laughs> guess who does it now? It's me. And I, it's, I'm not a traditionalist when it comes to my expression of worship, but this is a traditional church. But I will tell you, I have gotten tremendous blessings helping an older generation and who built this church that really worked hard. Right. And I thought, well, I know how to do this. And well, we had tried to do it all the time before with younger people who just didn't really have the commitment. Right. 
And so it's not that I necessarily know what to do. It's that I'm a little more committed after a few years. Well, it sounds like looking for the need well, that's and not ex- your need. That's exactly what I was thinking is these needs bring us together. Right. And if we seek to serve the needs of others, then God's will be done. So two things happen when the devil separates us, divides us, whether by racism or any of these other things, politics, however you want to do it. He divides us, and it has two uh, very damaging uh, impacts. Number one, we're easier to pick off. Right. Mm. Because we're isolated from one another, sitting in our houses, in our living rooms, and then we can start thinking about how we're badly done by, wrongly done by, and all kind of things. And the Mm -hmm. other uh, extremely damaging impact is we're not collectively doing the work we're supposed to do, which, by the way, requires collective work because it's not so easy that we can do it alone. Right. And... So you don't have to be the quarterback of the team like we've said a million times. Just be on the field. Right. 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 And if you're a water boy, if you're a lineman, to use some more football <laughs> types of metaphors, or I guess it's summer, so we should use if you're a second baseman or right. uh, I don't know anything else about yeah, and smiling at church, greeting people, saying and hi. There's <laughs> and there's that too. And there's that too. Right. And I'll just bring up the issue of the book Courageous Christianity and how God speaks to you as you're working. You know, I'm working here on doing stuff on an e-blast for you guys to give away your book. And it's like, well, this is a really cool book. What about the next person that just came in who I happen to have two people came in to talk to me about the importance of masculinity? And you got a book called Courageous Christianity. I'm thinking, (laughs) here's two books. Buy a a Marine. Uh, There you go. And and it's like, (laughs) so you're sitting there doing one task, realizing hey, I've got another thing I can do right here. And some of the responses are fascinating, just the conversations. But you have to suddenly get out of what you were doing and say, hey, there's another component. I think I've given away 10 or 15 of your books personally. And that can be really valuable just in terms of people talking about it and their faith. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, It's little and it's big. And that's the truth. And that brings us to our moment of truth. As you know, Christy's smiling like she has something important to say. What do you got? No, I just like how you did that segue. That was nice. (laughs) You did very good. Thank you. Yeah, that was good. So in every show, we have a moment of truth. And it's important. We look at scripture, which informs our discussion. So we're not out here inventing this stuff by ourselves. We do this to remind ourselves that God's word is our first refuge, that it's always relevant, and that it never fails. And our moment of truth today comes from 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. How do we declare his praises? By submitting our lives to him with the right heart, in gratitude, and doing the things that we were called to do and gifted to do and fulfilling the needs around us. And that brings us to our quote of the day. And for our quote of the day today, you get three quotes. Wow. Theodore Roosevelt, <laughs> three. the 20th, three quotes. 
<laughs> Theodore Roosevelt, the 26th president of the United States and a man of action, said, In any situation, the best thing you can do is the right thing, the next best thing you can do is the wrong thing, and the worst thing you can do is nothing. Mm. Our second quote is from James, the brother of Jesus, and he said, Faith without works is dead. And then the Holy Spirit said to me when I was in a very self-involved period in my life, I was suffering from overwork, too much traveling, and maybe even a bit of depression. And the Holy Spirit said to me, concern yourself with the needs of others and your needs will be met. We live in a very self-involved period in our nation's history. Narcissism and entitlement are gods to many. With such intense focus on self, it's no surprise that our personal problems seem huge and all-consuming. It's like pressing your face up against a tree. You lose sight of the forest, and that tree seems huge. And consequently, we are depressed and angry. We're debilitated by our perception of our problems, and much important work in God's kingdom goes undone. The media tells us to medicate our problems, to drink them away, to blame others, but I have a better idea. Get in the fight. Concern yourself with the needs of others, and your needs will be met. That is ministry, and that is courageous Christianity. Pastor Brian, thank yeah. you so much. And for the work that you do, yes. have done for courageous Christianity, and just bringing your heart into service every day as God's hands and feet. To, to pray for others, to love on others, and to create unity. Yes, thank you. You're an absolute delight to work with. Well, hey, I enjoy working with you guys, and I can't wait to see what God does with Courageous Christianity as more people catch the vision for what they need to do about what they believe. Uh, it's an amazing opportunity that we have in Jesus Christ to submit ourselves, to look into the mirror, to get right the things that we need to get right, not to be afraid because his first words were to repent. And so we all have something to repent for. And as we get right and we start to be less focused on ourselves and we see needs around us and those needs bring us together as we say, I don't know what the exact right thing is, but I'm going to do something and this will be it. So friends, thank you to... Pastor Brian Rungi of KKHT for joining us today for his steadfast support of our ministry and for his tireless efforts. And thank you for joining Christy and me today. We hope you'll join us each and every week here on 100.7 KKHT, the word at kkht.com or on courageouschristianity.today where you can listen to previous episodes by podcast. We are honored to walk with you in Christ. God bless and simplify. 